1: Welcome to the RotoWire DFS podcast brought to you by fantasydraft.com. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined today by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Thursday NBA slate for DFS. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve RotoWire and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. Benicio, what's going on, my man?
2: Not too much. Just, uh, you know, working through some of these NBA. Uh games for tonight getting yes, some right. of my NFL stuff ready for this weekend so not too bad it's a it's a busy time of year but it's one of my favorites
1: yeah i mean not not too much going on we just have NFL NBA Major League Baseball Hot Stove um you know articles out the yin yang for you and i just across the board I, i'm i'm only sitting here with i think four shows to do today just four <laughs> no, yeah. no, no no, big deal
2: yeah you're, you're slacking since this other baby came
1: here i mean <laughs> jesus I, I know right i just yep that's i'm just sort of you know whatever i'm just like yeah i'm gonna i'm not gonna do the eight shows today i'm only gonna do four all right um let's go ahead and get into it dive right in the rotor dfs podcast is now available on itunes and stitcher so if you get a chance to rate and review us please go ahead and do so and don't forget to share and subscribe all right let's kick it off here thursday slate six games on tap Who do you like at the point guard position?
2: Yeah, I think I'm actually going to be staying towards the high end at the point guard position today. Mm -hmm. Uh, First guy that jumps off the page at me is Kyle Lowry going up against the Denver Nuggets. Um, Nuggets have been giving up a lot of points to basically every position, but the point guard position especially. Uh, Lowry's a guy that, you know, contributes across the board for you. He scores points. He gets some assists, grabs some rebounds for a guy who's not that, you know, not that big really. I mean, he's a he's probably about six one, maybe, if that um, gets a couple steals, maybe, even comes up with a couple blocks every now and then. So he fills up the stat sheet across the board. He's the number one option in Toronto. Him and, uh, you know, DeMar DeRozan are 1-1A. So in a high-paced game that, you know, Toronto's being paced up in a high-scoring game, I think he's probably the top option that I'd be looking to pay up for on a day.
1: I like it. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. Kyle Lowry matched up against Denver. We're always looking to target Denver whenever we we, we get an opportunity to. And um, we don't have the total projected right now, but I have a chance. Uh, I have an idea that that's probably going to be one of the better totals among the six on the board. Again, um, I want to talk about Viva Mexico here for a second here, Benny. <clears throat> the uh, Sacramento Kings and the Boston uh, Celtics are matched up here in Mexico, I believe Mexico City in this matchup. So, so no home team uh, overall. And, you know, we, we've talked about Isaiah Thomas and Rajon Rondo, both as being popular options in DFS over the past couple weeks. There, uh, Can we still justify Rajon Rondo in the 9K range on DraftKings?
2: I don't think so. He hasn't been putting up the numbers that he was a couple weeks ago when he was going, you know, basically flirting with a triple-double every time he stepped on the floor. Yeah. If I was going to take either one of these guys, I think I'd be looking more towards Isaiah Thomas. Um, I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I mean, you got two of the higher-paced teams in the league, <clears throat> excuse me, with Sacramento and Boston going up against each other here. And I just feel like Thomas is probably the way I want to go, with Cousins back over there and everybody else who's getting some minutes now at Sacramento. We don't have Rondo playing 45 minutes anymore like he was a couple weeks ago. Um Thomas, on the other hand, does have a little bit of an uptick in minutes costs. As far as I know, Marcus Smart is still out. So uh-huh. with less people to distribute those minutes to, you're gonna see probably safer minutes for, you know, the guys like Isaiah Thomas and Avery Bradley and, and Evan Turner in the backcourt where there's, you know, a couple guys missing, as opposed to Sacramento, now that you have Collison back, you have Bellinelli playing well, you know, you have Caspi who's getting some time, which pushes some of those guys over to the you know, shooting guard spot that are playing in there. So I do think that um, Isaiah Thomas at a discount to Rondo is probably the way I would go if I was choosing between those
1: two. Yeah, I, I'm with you there as well. You're getting a nice cost savings from Isaiah Thomas. Uh, in the in the seventy six hundred range, uh, as opposed to uh, you know the the top tier price that you have to pay for Rajon Rondo, uh, he he's come down from the the whole uh, triple double level that he has, and I was actually surprised to notice that the Boston Celtics with Isaiah Thomas in the majority of the lineup for uh, at the point guard position for the season is number one overall in fancy points allowed uh, to uh, opposing uh, defensively. I mean, so they're rated the top. They they are the top team in terms of point guard defense for fancy points allowed on, on the season. I would have, that's never happened in Isaiah Thomas's entire career. He's always been a guy that you could target, and maybe that's sort of related to the overall defense that you see, or defensive efforts that you see from the from the Boston Celtics. So that's nice. Um, and on the flip side of that, the Kings are in the bottom 10 with Ray, with Ray John Rondo there. So, um, who was actually performing better defensively, uh, in, in the first two weeks, and sort of, I guess that point guard defense has sort of slid off with him not playing the full 48 minutes. So, uh, there you have that there now how far down can we slide at the point guard position in terms of you know gpps and maybe even cash with the short slate today
2: yeah i mean like i said i think i'm going to be staying up towards the top end and paying up for some of those guys um you know i mean like maybe tony parker who's been playing a few more minutes and playing well is a little bit interesting but he's actually starting to get a little bit expensive as well um you know that would that would probably be like the only other guy I'm really looking at there, unless you know there's some injuries and some value opens up.
1: Okay, so for for me personally, yeah, I, I, I'm not too crazy about the other options uh, there as well. I, I don't mind Darren Carlson at 4400. He's actually paid off five and a half X or better in three of the last four contests, and he's 4400, and uh, he's been. Uh, in the mid to high consistent 27 um, to 20-plus 20 minute range. So here, here's his minute shakeout since he entered the back of the lineup. 27, 20, 35, 29, 26, 23, 26, and 27. That's almost close to start of minutes for half the price. So if I'm going down and I feel like I need a value play or I want to, I'm want looking for a utility option on top of one of the uh, guys that, I'm, that I could be rolling in there like Kyle Lowry, Darren Carlson is definitely a guy I'm, I'm sort of looking to pivot towards. All right, I think that sufficiently covers the point guard position for Thursday. Let's go ahead and move forward to shooting guard here. Top cash and GPP options for us.
2: Um, well, I do – I had been using Alec Burks last week, but he's probably off the table right now. Uh, Oladipo's pretty much off the table without him starting. There's really not a lot up towards the, top, the high end that I like, which is why I'm kind of leaning towards a guy like Dwayne Wade. Now, I know not a lot of people love playing him. I don't even really love playing him either. But he is a little bit too cheap still, um, below $7,000 recently. And I think he could have a pretty good game here against OKC. When they get into a game that's supposed to be close, a little bit up-tempo for them, You know, Wade does have a high usage rate. So when the game gets a little bit up-tempo, he's usually one of the guys that benefits most. So I think you could see a 35-40 a fantasy point performance out of Dwayne Wade today. So he's probably the top option of, of guys that I'm looking at.
1: All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm like that there. Um, I'm also inclined to go with DeMar DeRozan. I know it's a little bit of a stack. So if you don't use Kyle Lowry or if you have concerns about that, you know, we've we've talked about Denver and, and Gary Harris slash uh, Will Barton at the shooting guard position there. And you know what? They're still last overall in you know shooting guard defense in terms of fancy points allowed to their opponents. So. Uh, I think you have to really make a strong case for de- 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 Demar Derozan. I- I'm fine with uh, with uh, Dwayne Wade. That's the actually you know the one of the, the weaker positions for them with Roberson and Dion Waiters on the floor that you you sort of want to attack. Uh, but I think there's some opportunity uh, there as well. Speaking of our guys here, uh, like Will Barton and uh, Gary Harris, both of them still hovering in in bargain territory probably more gpp options and cash games for a guy like will barton who i have you know still projected higher than gary harris yeah any interest in either of those for the thursday action
2: well harris i'm a little concerned with i think he's still in the concussion protocol or if they even have one in the nba i don't know but i know he had um, a concussion the other day and they said that he very well may be out for this game so that's a little bit concerning to me if he is out though i would agree with you i like barton for gpps I don't know if I like him as much for cash, only because Denver, I don't know what they're doing over there with that rotation. I mean, we saw Randy Foyer get a bunch of minutes the other day. You know, I just, I feel like it should be Barton. You might as well let the young guy play and kind of, you know, work through some things out there on the court. So I'm just a little bit hesitant of it. I do think that it's a position that I will be looking to go a little bit cheap. Um, You know, like Bellinelli had a good week last week, but he hasn't really been playing well recently. Uh, Gerald Green's been seeing a lot of minutes with Al Dang out, you know, I mean, Manu Ginobili, but he hasn't really done much lately. Rodney Stuckey actually had a couple decent games last week, but he also had a couple bad ones. So I really don't know where I want to go at the low end. That's kind of why I said that Wade has been the guy who I've been looking at because I don't really see anybody down here that makes a lot of sense to me to use as a salary saver right now.
1: Yeah. So this is the way that I that that I'm basically looking at this here is Wolbart will be in the mix for me and you know he has got the opportunity to get the uptick in minutes and he has been getting that with 29 or more minutes in the last three games. It is GPP only for me because you know he comes up with just 19 fancy points, but then the last two performances, 35 and 28. Then you know um, before that you know against the Clippers for whatever reason only plays 19 minutes and pops back with 27 and 25 for for five x in oh you know what actually that was like five x or better in a string of six straight games so maybe even cash safe i guess depending if you how, how you feel about the t- toronto defense and if you're at, and i am also sort of surprised to note that right there in the bottom eight i believe one two three four five six seven eight is toronto raptors and demar DeRozan. rosen so i think you can make a, probably a case for will barton in cash and, and gpp uh, by the way um victor oladipo just So sort of reference back to that, how he's been struggling. He's actually paid off 5X on the price tag, um, and he's come down to the 65, 6,600 range in in three straight contests. And, you know, he's not getting the 35-plus minutes that he was getting in the early season, but he's actually, you know, providing more value with the discount at this point. So I think he's okay. The only problem is it is Utah on the slate. We know that they're a a great defensive team, so... We, Victor Oladipo will be I'm okay with him coming off the bench because he's doing more at a lower salary. He's providing you a, a you know better value on the price tag right now mm-hmm. since it, it 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 has dropped so it's actually benefited him, but I think that Thursday is just not the day. Do you, you agree there?
2: Yeah, I mean, I basically and I maybe this is wrong to do, but I basically see Utah on the schedule and, and, and I kind of just I kind of just skip right over yeah, I kind of just skip right over whoever's playing against them and I'm like you know they they play such a slow play. Uh, excuse me, they play such a slow pace. Say that five times fast. And they also have uh you know really good interior defense with Gobert and Favors down there. So you don't get a lot of second chance opportunities against them. They definitely alter a lot of shots when you go in there, especially if you're a little guard. So I, I basically wind up just staying away from them. There are very few times I will play anybody against Utah's defense this year.
1: All right, fair enough. Um, any other options that we need to talk about That's at Shooting Guard? Uh, cash or GPP before I move forward?
2: Like I said, I mean, you know, do, how do you feel about, like, the only other guy is maybe like a CJ McCollum or something. But, sure. you know, that's what I'm saying. None of those guys really excite me. It's not anybody that I'm... Jumping for joy to make sure I have in my rosters.
1: You know what? Indiana is another team that I feel like is fairly decent defensively. Mahimi's been strong. We know Paul George is a great two-way player. George Hill is a good defensive point guard. But shooting guard is the actual spot you can attack them at with CJ Miles, who is literally a one-trick pony. Like, he just shoots threes and does almost nothing else. Doesn't play defense, doesn't pass, doesn't rebound. You know, he's just a gunner. Uh, and so the the Pacers, believe it or not, are actually worse than the Raptors at shooting guard defense. They're fourth, fourth worst in the league. So if you want to get some shares of CJ McCollum, I think that he's uh, definitely a good option overall. $6,600 price tag. The only issue that I have to, to me is he's a little bit uneven with some of the production. Uh, so, you know, he's he, here's his, like, I'll just read off the last... What one two three four five five six seven, uh, you know, uh, ratios for him four x um, against the Clippers six x against the, against the Lakers then four point four five point four five point one and then three point eight so it's a little bit inconsistent I know we don't have limited options on a six game slate for Thursday that just says GPP more than cash in, in my mind are, are you can can you buy in on that yeah that makes per- absolutely perfect sense to me I agree completely. All right, fair enough. That's going to cover it for shooting guard position here. Uh, I want to let you know before we move on to small forwards that all of you beloved pod listeners out there, if you're not subscribing to rotowire.com, what are you waiting for? It's free. Free 10-day trial. All you have to do is go to rotowire.com pod. All the features that we have available. Lineup optimizers for MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, and soccer. Up-to-the-minute depth charts. Customizable league projections. Complete draft kits for NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL online and, and in-magazine format. And daily projections along with the most updated lineups that you can use. So if you're looking for projections for DFS and trying to set those lineups, you can use the lineup optimizer for NBA. Take a look at the top projections on a day-to-day basis for eight different uh, DFS sites, including FanDuel, DraftKings, and Fantasy Draft. So, uh, you know, go ahead and get in there. Get into uh, – and get in the mix. Rotowire.com slash pod. Take advantage of the lineup optimizer they have and the stats that we use on this very podcast to help you dominate on a daily basis in your DFS matchups. All right, small forward position, Benny. Let's go ahead and hit it. What do you got?
2: Um, Top guy that I'm looking at for me is going to be Paul George. He has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 straight games where he has at least 42 fantasy points. Okay. He had he had one three-game stretch the second, third, and fourth game of the season where he had 38, 21, and 39. And every other game so far this season, he's been between 42 and, like, 62. So he is probably going to be the guy who's the top option for me. He is getting expensive. He's up to... I think he's up to like 10K on DraftKings right now. Maybe somewhere like 18K over on uh, Fantasy Draft. Mm-hmm. But, again, he is one of the best players. He's going up against a Portland team that is a little bit higher paced. They don't play very good defense. We've been you know, basically targeting guys against Portland for a couple years now. So I do think George is probably in the best spot. And a lot of that has to do with the other top-end options that you have. You have Kevin Durant going up against Miami. Miami's a decent defensive team, plays at a very slow pace, so it's not the greatest situation to target him. You have Kawhi Leonard going up against Memphis. Again, same thing, slower pace team, very good defensively. So the only one of the expensive options that I think is, is really still viable or is in a good spot here is Paul George, and he's been playing so well anyway lately that I think he would be the one guy I would pay up for at small forward.
1: All right, fair enough. Uh, the way that I look 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 at this is, you know, we've we given some value plays at the point guard position. So if you go off of Lowry, then you can and you can pivot to Paul George. It's definitely a great value. Portland is a team that I'm um a, sort of along the same lines as the Denver Nuggets, um you know, and I guess like the Sacramento Kings, the Philadelphia Seven Sixers that are in that group of of teams that you can sort of target and try to to, to make some hay against. Um, as far as uh The small four position, too, that's the one position with Alfa Mourinho that they defend well. So um, they've ranked very highly all season long. But given that fact, Paul George is matchup proof in -hmm. my mind. So I'm not going to be overly concerned um, in in any of those spots. Um, Now we're we're taking a look at Miami here who they've who they've um, quickly uh, definitely struggled in terms of you know keeping Luvaldell uh, dang healthy and in the lineup he's supposed to be a, you know a decent two-way player who plays um, fairly solid defense and they've had to you know sort of rely and lean more on Justice Winslow so um, can we make a case for Kevin Durant at almost 10k in this matchup, I, I say, yes, uh, I'm looking at the last three games that he's three of the last four games. He's been back has scored 25 points or more and has paid off 5.2, 6.8 and 5.4 X on the price tag. So if you're not going with Paul George, um, are you okay with Kim Durant?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think you can always play Durant for me. He's more of a tournament play on this slate. Um, he is somebody that I probably will have some exposure to in tournaments, Mostly because I think a lot of people are going to be looking at Paul George and the matchup that he has, and he's going to be the guy up there that probably takes in more of the ownership. So if you can get a low-owned Kevin Durant in a tournament, I mean, you know, he is one of the best players in the league. You know he can go off for 50, 60 points at any point in time. So I would have absolutely no problem doing it, but I'd probably only do it in a tournament, to be honest. All
1: right, fair enough. Um, Yeah, I I think that you can sort of – I, I'll make a case for him in cash in GPB because just because I think that you know having him going up against a rookie, this could be a situation where I like Winslow as a defensive player, but he might actually get torched in this matchup. So um, that's that's a concern for me. Now, the next question we have here is how far down can we go down um, if we don't want to use some of the top options, still save some salary, and get the production we're looking for?
2: Well, I don't think. Um, Omri Caspi is still going to be seeing as much court time as he has because I think everybody's back now for Sacramento. Uh, Jeff Green has actually been a little bit off lately. He was a guy that we were using and recommending <clears throat> but he went from scoring 30 points a game back down to scoring 15 or 20. He's still playing the same 30 minutes. He's just not getting the production out of it. Uh, CJ Miles, not really somebody that I'm looking at, although he is getting paced up a little bit in this game. I mean, I think Jake Crowder is probably about as far down as I'm really willing to go. Uh, Crowder is a guy who I think is underrated for cash game play. He's getting you a solid 5X almost every time he rolls out there lately. He has had a couple bad games, but... He's also basically putting up a lot of games where he scores like 28 to 35 uh, fantasy points. And his price right now is somewhere in the 5K range. So if he's going to get you, you know, 5 to 6X value and he's going to do it on a consistent basis, I think he's somebody that you can roll out there. He's probably as low as I would go. I I don't really see anybody at like the dirt cheap bottom of the barrel kind of end that I would look at. but he, he's probably as low as I would go, I would guess, is maybe like a Jake Crowder.
1: So you're telling me you're not playing Anthony Bennett t- on Thursday? Is that what you're trying to say?
2: I'm telling you, I will never, ever play Anthony Bennett.
1: <laughs> and I don't care if
2: he was the first overall draft pick or not. That was probably the weakest draft in the history of the NBA.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I was like, man, there's there's no one to get excited about in this draft. This is ugly. Alex uh, Len? Did Anthony Bennett? Really? Alex Alex Len actually had a good game yesterday, which
2: kind of made me mad because we talked about yeah. him yesterday and we were like, yeah, he's starting. He's not really doing anything. Then
1: he goes out and puts up like
2: 45 fantasy points yesterday. I'm like, thanks for making me look bad, buddy.
1: We hate you, Alex Len. That's basically yes. what you're not a friend of the Rotowire DFS podcast.
2: I, got, I actually got about three or four people who sent me um, messages tonight saying like, you know, do you think Alex Len can do that again? I'm like, I didn't think he could do 40 fantasy points <laughs> once, let alone again. I'm yeah. like, no,
1: I'm definitely not on board. So uh, I'm, I'm going to say no. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm okay with Crowder as well. I think I'm a little bit more interested in Damari Carroll, who's just a few hundred dollars more. Um, you've got the revenge narrative playing Atlanta. If I'm, is that correct? Is it Atlanta? Am I, am I wrong? No, it's, um, it's, it's Denver. Sorry. Atlanta was yeah. Wednesday, was the Wednesday slate. Um, mm-hmm. So in Denver, so that's Danilo Gallinari um, at small forward position. So definitely feel comfortable at, you know, him, him as a target. Uh, Although, you know, they're, they've been middle of the pack in, in small forward defense. Um, but the, what I like about uh, DeMar Carroll in this matchup here is, you know, for the $5,900 price tag, he's actually paid off um, over 5X, I believe in, uh, what, over 6X in two of the last four. So 6.2, then dips down to 3.9. Um, uh Uh, 2x which is just an ugly performance in 27 minutes Um, and then back up to 6.5x with 20 points three uh three threes seven rebounds three assists and two steals so that says decent gpp play for cheap don't trust him enough uh, you know um after uh you know some of these uneven performances to roll him in all my cash lineups Uh, but there's your your standard small forward cheap gpp option if you want to go away from jay crowder or you don't want to use durant or george right to power forward position here who is going to be manning the four for you on the thursday slate
2: um well i mean i do always love cousins i'm not a big fan of anybody that boston has as interior defense so if you can afford to pay up for cousins i think that's not a horrible idea to go after that um he's probably the number one top option that i have on the day after him though it gets a little bit murky i think that you know I mean, do you want to use Favors against Orlando? I rarely ever play Favors, even though I know he's had a couple decent games. I don't hate Bosch against OKC, but I don't love it. Same thing goes for Ibaka. I'd rather just avoid that whole matchup. LaMarcus Aldridge going up against Memphis, good defensive team. That's not really all that great. I, I never really play a lot of Kenneth Fareed. Um, you know, every once in a while in a paced-up matchup maybe, but Toronto, I don't know if that's the spot for him. I absolutely hate Louis Scola after he had a horrible game for me and tanked a couple teams that could have been big ones for me the other day. So me and him are not on speaking terms. You know, I mean, honestly, other other than Cousins, I don't really see much else here at all that I really want to get excited about.
1: Yeah. But for, for me, uh, DeMarcus Cousins is my lock stock playing, which is why we needed to sort of search out some potential options at small four to save some cash and at shooting guard because – to me, he's the single best play on the board for me overall. Um, he's, he's matchup proof. He's a monster, and uh, you, you take a look at uh you know the, the first game he comes back and he um you know scores fifty two point seven five fantasy points with thirty one nine and six assists and just one three. He was trying to shoot more threes than he was, which is why he only shot forty one percent from the field. So um you know, sort of doing it all. That was a big win for them at home, coming off of back to back losses uh, for them. You know, heading out into this road trip, so. Uh, I I like Demarcus Cousins. I think he's going to be my lock stock play. And you know, you take a look at what that sort of rotation that uh, Boston's been trying to roll out in their front court. It's it's a it, it's a it's a mess. We've criticized it, and they're they're holding their own in the front court. They're I, I think like about middle of the pack, thirteenth or fourteenth in fancy points allowed to power forward position. But that means nothing to me when it when you when it comes down to Demarcus Cousins. There, this is a guy who, if you take a look at um, the fancy points scored, he's got from November 13th 61 fantasy points 62 44 64 53 and 52. If you're looking for somebody who has got as good of a shot as anybody to put up 50 points uh you know on DraftKings for on the Thursday slate, I think DeMarcus Cousins is your safest bet. Uh, any any issues with that?
2: No, like I said, Cousins Cousins is the one guy I'm paying up for. Mm-hmm. I actually have one cheap guy who I kind of like a little bit as well. All right. And that's um, Ed Davis. Uh okay. you know, it's not the Easiest, Yeah, it's not the sexy pick. It's not the easiest matchup in the world. But if you look at his game logs, he's gone, you know, basically six times value to ten times value in four of his last six games. You know, the minutes seem to be going up a little bit. He's played 30 minutes in three of those games. Mm -hmm. The problem is it's basically a GPP thing because he also had one game in between there where he only played 17 minutes and two other games where he barely played 20 minutes. Um, Although one of those games, he still put up 30 fantasy points in those 20 minutes. So I feel like he's always a guy that gets disrespected. Like he's always a guy that you feel like he's one of the better power forwards on whatever team he's on. But for some reason, everybody always tries to play like 10 other guys there. So they've been given time to like Noah Vonla and, you know, Myers Leonard and and Plumlee together and like stuff like that. You know, and I feel like they're just kind of, you know, just just kind of jerking Davis around a little bit. But when he gets the minutes, he's $4,500. He put up 38, 40, 30, 25 fantasy points with a 13 and a 16 sandwiched in there, which is why I said he's only a GPP play. But if you can get 40 fantasy points out of a guy that you paid 4500 for, I'll take that any day of the week.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well. So he makes an interesting option. I, I like that it's a, it's a cheaper value play. Um, take a look at the power forward position and somebody else you may want to sell save some salary. Scraping the bottom of the barrel here, I think you got some good opportunity in a small window right now with Andrew Nicholson who's been getting some serious run um, as a player. Uh, Our guy at the power forward position that you need to pay attention to here. 24, 24, 25, 23, and 31. Those are the minutes that he's played over the past five games. And he's got anywhere from... 4.2x is the floor to up to 10x at minimum. So that he's paid off in two the last three contests: 5.2, 9x, and 6.4. So he doesn't need a ton of uh, uh of uh, fancy points to provide you great value. I think that's cash and GPP safe. And he's actually sort of getting um, some run in the in the end of fourth quarters at the expense of Evan Fournier. So something to pay attention to there. So I like Andrew Nicholson as my like you know under the radar sneaky 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 play. For the Thursday slate, um, any other options that we need to move mention before I move on?
2: No, I can. As long as they're going to keep Nicholson below four thousand dollars, yes, I think I can. I think I can get on board with that one as well. That that's actually a good call.
1: Right, and then the other thing that we also need to uh, mention too, that although we're talking about the power forward position, he is actually a, more of a three for o- Orlando, which is uh, which makes him in, as an okay play uh, against the Utah Jazz. Normally, like we always say, fade Utah or whatever. But if I'm going to go against anybody, I want it to be Gordon Hayward, for the most mm-hmm. part. So um, there's the caveat there. It is a bad defensive matchup, for all probably a lower total, but the, the cost savings is so great that that's a way that you can sort of get Demarcus Cousins in there in your lineup. Um, and then sort of also try to squeeze in somebody that maybe like Kyle Lowry by going all the way down to Nicholson and, and saving some cash and still getting some good value. Um, all right. Uh, before we move on to the center position here, I want to let you know that if you haven't checked out FantasyDraft.com yet, it is time for you to do so right now. They've got the most flexibility above any DFS site that I've ever seen gives you the freedom to choose any players that you love. You love, you know, some of these players, um, but they're mean. you you want to play two point guards or three point guards you know, and you can't choose between the three you have to narrow them down to two on DraftKings Um, well, guess what? You can boom just do it right there on a fantasy draft. Their larger payout zone means more chances for you to win they pay out at least 25% of their contests and even the largest GPPs so a lot of opportunity for you to make the make the money, and they they keep a a level playing field as well. You'll never have To worry about competing against the same player hundreds of times there's no max dulleries setting 400 lineups on fantasy draft uh, they set a low entry cap so nobody can fire more than 20 lineups max in any gpp uh, that puts you in your best position to win. So Fantasy Draft has great value in their contest. More of the entry fees go directly to the payout zone. Head over to FantasyDraft.com today. Find out more about why they put players first. And make sure you check out their they are running, I think, uh, three free rolls that are available every day. You can j- jump in the the uh, NFL free roll uh, any day of the week. It's already out. NBA and NHL also running each and every day on Fantasy Draft, FantasyDraft.com. Make sure you go over there and check them out. All right, center position here. Let's go ahead and put a bow on the Thursday slate, mini with your top cash and GPP options.
2: Yeah, this is actually a position where I think there are some cheap value options that you can save on, and this is probably going to be a position where I go, you know, a little bit cheaper because there were guys at other positions that I wanted to pay up for. You can go with Rudy Gobert right now, going up against Orlando.
1: Gobert, or go not- home.
2: Yeah, I mean he hasn't had a, a, a great season from what people expected of him, mm-hmm. but his price has also come down to reflect that. So if you're playing over on like a DraftKings, yep. he's like right above six thousand dollars, like mm-hmm. sixty one, sixty two, sixty three is where he's been the last couple of days, and he's back to putting up like thirty six fantasy points. I don't think you're gonna get much more than that out of him. He barely scores 10 points, usually gets you a little bit over 10 rebounds. The thing that'll give him a big game is if he winds up with a lot of block shots. That's that's where he'll give you that 40, 45-point fantasy game. Mm-hmm. But at 36 fantasy points for $6,000, that's exactly what you want from a guy on the, on the high end that you're paying up for. Sure. So I think if he stays there and the price doesn't jump, Gobert is probably the top guy that I'm looking to spend up on on the day.
1: Yeah, I like Gobert and I think these uh to me cash safe but doesn't have the ceiling that you need from in terms of like scoring or um like you know a big triple double threat overall is going to get probably going to get you the, the, the double double bonuses um on DraftKings um but it's it's going to be maybe a little bit tougher for you to win a GPP um you know using him because the the ceiling is sort of capped he never he hasn't hit 6x um, at all the season and he had previously um, um, last season there so he needs to step up step it up on the scoring end but like you said when he gets one of those like you know triple double threat games with blocks like Hassan Whiteside did you know that's where you love the value so I'm, I'm actually okay if you want to just play it safe at the center spot with your gbp because like you said the value is great he started out the season at thir- 7300 he's all on, down a thousand dollars in terms of price uh, so um, but just to me, like the safe floor with you know limited scoring upside, just says more cash than GPP uh, in my mind. I would like to offer for your consideration, good sir, here a uh, cheaper potential option um, at the at the center position here, and this is going to be uh, Nikola Jokic, uh, who um, got twenty five minutes there, and you know what, this is the one thing I, that that you sort of like if we're sort of, you know, we're spending up, we're taking some of these top options. We're going to lock in, you know, Paul George at small forward and DeMarcus cousins, you know, at at the four, you can get Jokic for 4,700 and a game like this which you would normally be concerned about. If I just read this stat line to you, eight point six rebounds, two assists, two blocks, you like, oh, that probably burned me in some of my cash or GPPs. That's good for four point six X on DraftKings, right? So you don't need a lot of total overall production from him. So if you want to go super cheap, and you know that's a position where they've, you know, now they're light in their front court after missing Jonas Valancius. are you going to be uh, okay with Nikola Jokic if you've got a sort of punt?
2: Well, here's the deal. I mean, I hear what you're saying and I see your Jokic, but I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to double down and raise you two other guys that I that I think we should discuss. And I think it's actually a good discussion because these are this is the exact decision that a, a lot of people are going to be making when building their rosters.
1: I know who one of them is.
2: Go ahead. You you could probably guess them both actually. Oh, I've, who's who's I've, the first one?
1: Uh, Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard was definitely one of them, and
2: he's probably the top option. And then the other guy I was gonna say is Bismack Biyombo too. Sure. Now you got both the, all three of these guys are basically in the same price range, which is why I said this is a good discussion for us to have because most people that are gonna be looking are gonna come up with these same three names and, and trying to you know work their way through. Them. Uh-huh. Now Biumbo's a guy who can give you a lot of stats except for points. Like he actually had a fantasy game the other day where he had thirty two fantasy points for me against Washington. And I'm pretty sure, if he got one he got he didn't get it until late in the fourth quarter, I'm pretty sure he didn't score an actual real-life point. It was all, like, rebounds and steals and assist or two and, like, 15 rebounds or something like that. So at 4,500, I think he was. He might have even been a little bit above or below that. Um, that's really good value if you can get 30 points out of a guy like that. Leonard, to me, is probably the higher ceiling He's actually a little bit cheaper because he's coming off of injury recently. The problem I have with Leonard is I'm never really sure if he's going to get 30, 35 minutes or if he's going to get like 20, 25 minutes. Because sometimes they'll have Plumlee in there. And I feel like it's almost one of those situations where, you know, hey, Plumlee's playing well. We're just going to let him roll and, you know, Myers Leonard will sit on the bench. Or if Leonard's playing well... You know, We'll leave him out there for an extra couple of minutes and let him roll. So I feel like there's a lot more variance to that. I feel like the minutes for Biombo are going to be safer because you got Al Jefferson out, and he's basically played like 30 minutes in the last four games with no Jefferson. So I think Biombo is the guy I would look for a little bit more in cash but Leonard, I think, has the bigger upside if you're looking for a tournament play at that same price point down there by Jokic.
1: Yeah, I I like that too. So if, you know, he this is the first game in a long time that he sort of popped off, and he's fresh off the injury where he sort of did something with the um the uh you know the, the minutes that he's been getting overall. So that's you know says to me GPP not cash, but definitely still an interesting play if you're not going to go um up up to the top here. So um. Actually, you, you know what I think here. For me, I'm probably going to go Rudy Gobert in most of my lineups because he's, you know, cheap enough in the range and and has the safest floor that I can sort of be flexible in terms of cash and GP uh, cash and GPP and still feel like I can get probably my other two options will be locking in like Cousins and Lowry. I'll probably do that and start to go uh, like cheaper at the small forward. How do you sort of see your roster shaking out, knowing what we know with all the options that we broke down?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of of the same mindset. You know, like I said, I really like Paul George again, so he's probably going to be the number one option that I put in there along with either DeMarcus Cousins or, uh, you know, going over at um, point guard and paying up for a guy like Lowry. I'm going to be honest with you. What is really going to come down to me is going to be who is who, where where is the value going to open up? Because right now I don't really see any. But you never know who's going to get hurt or who's going to be out, and there could be a guy that opens up at three thousand dollars. And I'm comfortable with Lowry, with Cousins, with um, Paul George. I don't think I can fit all three of them in a roster. So if I can get a good value option that that pops up or opens up or somebody's getting more minutes that I can, you know, get a guy at three or four thousand in there, I would be comfortable taking two of those three. Wherever I feel like I can't come down to somebody cheap, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, okay, I'm I'm fair enough with that. I just get a little bit scared off of a Bianbo, and though it is a good matchup against Denver, is that you know he just is a, he's a bad scorer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like, he's not even
2: bad. He's like basically non-existent. Like yeah. you don't. It's put not
1: only man. You know, like like if you get if you get ten
2: points for him, it's almost like a miracle.
1: It is. You there, know, there, like uh, it's. They are not running sets for him. There's no there are no plays in the playbook. Like if you just saw like Jonas Fan they're like, we lost Jonas too They just ripped the entire twelve plays or whatever they had for J V out of the lineup. They're like, We're not using these guys. All right. Mm-hmm. Not not with Biombo in there. Hell no. So all right, that's the only issue that I have. But aside from that, I you know, you make given the price, you can definitely uh, make a case for him there. All right, and that is going to wrap it up for the Rotowire Defense podcast for Thursday Action. Thanks to everybody for listening. Don't forget you can check us out on iTunes and Stitcher for your download and convenience. Be sure to give us a rating review. Don't forget to subscribe. We like five stars, don't we, Benny? You know what I mean? Four stars, not bad. Four and a half stars, yeah, but I kind of like five stars. Are
2: Are you with me on that? I mean, if I have five stars on the floor in my basketball team, I'm pretty happy
1: with it. So yeah, so why not five stars on iTunes? You know what I'm That's saying? That's it. There you go. All right, uh, don't forget to check out Benny tw- on Twitter at Benny R11. Send all your comments, complaints, and questions to me at Josh Hayes FS. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.